Today's podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, and medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburn, rashes, and other types of skin damage. And the best part is that it's safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for use on all skin types and all parts of the body, even with rosacea, eczema, or acne-prone skin. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the littlest member of your family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all your family's skin health needs. I have three kids. We have injuries in our house almost daily, and so it's so nice to have active skin repair to reach for in my cabinet because I know that it's safe, natural, and non-toxic. We use it for things like burns or scrapes or cuts. My youngest daughter recently had a really bad finger injury and we were using it on her and it did not sting or burn her at all. So it was perfect. Today, as a listener of this podcast, you can get a special discount on your order of active skin repair. Visit activeskinrepair.com to learn more and to get 20% off your order, use code no one told us. That's activeskinrepair.com code no one told us for 20% off your order. One thing no one told me before having kids was how crucial finding the perfect nursing bra would be. Since I've breastfed all of my kids over the last six years, I've tried them all and none are as comfortable as the bras from Bodily. Bodily has a full line of bras like my favorite, the Effortless Bra, which are designed with an IBCLC to thoughtfully support you wherever you are in your journey from pregnancy through postpartum. Joining me today are high school sweethearts, Nashville natives, entrepreneurs, creatives, and parents of two, Hunter and Cameron Primo. Hunter is a fashion and lifestyle influencer, and her husband, Cameron, is a professional photographer and videographer, which makes you guys an amazing team. (laughs) Together, they recently launched Premonition Goods, an online mercantile featuring high-quality handmade goods. Hunter and Cam are parents of two adorable boys, three-year-old Remy, I cannot believe he's three, and five-month-old Radner. Oh my gosh, it goes by so fast. How are you guys doing? my mom right now. (laughs) We're doing great. Yeah. Good. It's so nice to have the in-laws or the parents there to help. It's like, I could not survive without that. Do you guys use your parents a lot? Yeah. yeah, we're like ten minutes between both of them. So whenever we oh do, God. tap them in, and they love it too. It's awesome. Yeah, Remy spends three days a week with my parents, and then he starts school this fall. So oh my God, transition. So that is such a big deal. Wow. Well, thank you guys so much for joining. I just absolutely love your page, and we've been kind of connected on Instagram for a while now because you are one of those few influencers that I feel like is just so refreshing and honest about parenting and in particular sleep was how we kind of got connected at first because you guys co-sleep and that is something that you don't really hear a lot about in the influencer world where it's a lot of people talking about different sleep training methods and things like that. So yeah, I just love that you're so open and honest about your breastfeeding and co-sleeping journey. Was that something that you guys had planned on before having kids, that arrangement? No. Well, it's funny because before we recorded this, I was like, it's hilarious that we kind of became this, like, people in all my Q&As, it's all about co-sleeping. And I was like, wait mm-hmm. a minute, like, this is not what, what we ever set out to do. Right. Actually, or to be known for. Yeah. We actually didn't start co-sleeping with Remy until he was 14 months. Yeah. We were on 
a beach vacation and he had like a really high fever one night. And I was oh. like, I just feel more comfortable with him being with us. Yeah. And then that whole week we're like, we all slept so great. And then yeah. ever since then he's been in bed with us and we absolutely love it. Like, yeah. I kind of had this feeling that we might end up that way because Hunter slept with her parents until she was like 12 or something yeah. like that. I was like, way are, too we, are we going to be those <laughs> parents? Yeah. And I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I know. It's been, it's been so sweet. And then now with Radnor, so Remy still, he just turned three. He still sleeps between us. And I was so nervous for how that would go with bringing a new baby home. But it's been great. Like we had one night where Radner's crying woke Remy up at the very beginning. And I was like, oh, no, how are we going to get through this? And then we kind of learned to take Radner out of the room for diaper changes and things. And Smart. then um, after about six weeks. Yeah. That kind of ended. And I think now- Remy's just now kind of accustomed to if he does cry. Like, I yeah. think they drive a truck through our house and Remy <laughs> wouldn't wake up. Like- well, and the, I mean, a baby's cry is pretty loud. Like my kids are in their own room and the baby still wakes them up sometimes, right? So it's even if they're in their own room, that might, you can't avoid that at all times. And Radner's so, in a little co-sleeper bassinet next to Cameron's side, which I think that was, did you talk about that? Like not putting. Yeah, I was just going to ask. Yeah. So that's technically the safest way to do it. So if you are bed sharing with your older child and you're bringing in a newborn, usually that's what I recommend because the newborn. I mean, some newborns are really, really kind of like clingy and need touch and need to be held and sleep on parents' chest for like weeks. But others are really good at a bassinet for the first few weeks. So usually that's the safest. And then that way the toddler's like normal routine isn't being too disrupted because the new baby being there is kind of enough for them to handle. So. Yeah, there were a few nights I went to the couch with Radner just when he, mm-hmm. I felt like he really needed me. And then ever since then, he's – I mean, and I will note that he's a really good sleeper. Yeah. Knock on all the wood. And I'm knocking on wood for you. <laughs> yeah, but it's been it's been really good so far. And I feel like everyone everyone's happy in their own spaces. Yeah. That's great. And so why do you feel like people connect with you so much about that or like associate you with that so much that they're asking you about it in all your Q&As? Because you're not a parenting – page officially, right? Like you talk about your daily life and you talk about your kids and your family life, but you're not a parenting page. So why do you think people are are asking you so much about that? I think it's just not the norm. And so people are so curious about it. But what is fascinating to me about that is we've always just every with everything in parenting done what's felt right for us and like Mm -hmm. really leaned into like what is intuitively mm-hmm. right for us. And I think people are just looking for those answers. And it's always just been very like what's felt natural to me. I never was trying to like go against the norm. Same with I breastfed Remy until I he was a little over, over two. two. Yeah. And I, did, I never had I, – I hoped that breastfeeding went great, but like no one in my family really breastfed. I never saw it. I had very low expectations. And then suddenly I'm getting all these questions and comments about extended breastfeeding and – it's just fascinating to me because it's always just what has felt natural. And it seems to me like a lot of parents in our generation just overcomplicate things. Yes. Oh my God. 100%. Yeah. And I think there's so many like parenting accounts and sleep accounts and rules and people are, you know, hearing different stuff from pediatricians or whatever. And they're getting so much information that I think they feel like they have to do things based on this set of rules. And then when they see someone who's maybe not following those rules, quote unquote, they're kind of intrigued and like, oh, like if this person's not following the rules, maybe I don't have to either. Let me hear more about that. And I also think, like you said, like it's not necessarily the norm or it's a little bit taboo, but I actually really think that it's more common 
than we think. And people just are not as comfortable talking about it. And I think that's why they're so fascinated by you guys, because you are just so open. And you just are like, yeah, this is what we do. Like, we'll talk about it. We'll share. And I think that's really refreshing for people to see. And what I love about your account too, and I feel like that's how we are, like just because co-sleeping works great for us, I definitely know that that does not work great for everyone. And what I love about your account is that you just empower parents to make their own choices based on what works for them in that phase of life. Like we both work from home. We have flexible jobs. No one's totally. counting on us to be somewhere at 7 a.m. So like there are those days where we can sleep in. A little, like There's so many factors that go into yeah. why this works great for our family. Our boys' temperaments, that's a huge one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and what are their temperaments, do you think? Rad is the most chill guy in the world. Yeah. Really? Aw. So happy and so laid He's back. crying, you can you can settle him down. You just look at little him. Things. Yeah. He just oh wants you to look God. at him. Like, look at him, feed <laughs> him. He's the cutest with all those little dimples. I just cannot <laughs> deal. Oh. And Remy had a pretty similar, I mean, he wasn't quite as chill, but like both of them really just like snuggly contact naps, like Mm -hmm. just want to be close to us. So that's why it works really well for us. And Remy's like, as he's gotten older, he's a little more on the sensitive side and Mm -hmm. just so curious and adventurous and just all boys. A little hard-headed. I think he gets it from Hunter. (laughs) (laughs) So Cam, I would love to hear your perspective on this because I... I obviously talk to parents about sleep every single day. And one of the, cause I think you're very similar with my husband, like love co-sleeping. You're just willing to do like whatever is going to make it easier on the mom, which is so refreshing and wonderful. But unfortunately, based on what I hear and, and see is that not a lot of, I'll say at least male partners out there are as accepting of this type of arrangement. And they really want baby to be independent and they want baby to be in their own bed and, and all of that. So how did you kind of like come around to this arrangement or was it always just like not a big deal to you? So yeah, it's honestly never was a big deal to me. And I'll preface this with like Hunter saying like this, like intuitive thing and trusting your gut here. Like I've said this to people, Hunter, I've been together for 14, 15 years now. Wow. I've told anyone and everyone, I trust Hunter's gut more than anything in this world. Like if she called me and I'm driving my truck and she said, Hey, you need to turn left right now. I'm going to turn left because I don't know what's going to happen, but I need to listen to her. So, you know, with her gut saying, Hey, I I think Remy needs to be in the bed with us tonight. His his temperature is like 103 degrees. Like we need him close so we can check on him. For me, it was, it was like honestly a breath of fresh air because I'm like, Oh, I can check on him because both the boys slept on my side of the bed when we were co-sleeping and Radner's still co-sleeping. Um, in the bassinet. So or, co-sleeping you know. next to us. Yes. And not right. Not, not, and not bed sharing. Yes, right. Correct. And that part of that was my love language is, is servitude and doing for others. And I think that me being able to help out with, you know, nighttime feedings, that kind of stuff, getting, you know, Remy or Radner out of their crib bassinet room to Hunter, and then I'll go do the diaper change. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm also that parent that would wake up a thousand times a night and like check and feel and make sure they're breathing nose. <laughs> and like, you know, those first weeks with Radner, I was the exact same way every single night. And like with Remy, like there's still nights where I'm like, all right, you good buddy. Like yeah. just making sure. And I think that having them that close and in the room, like it takes that stress off of me. And I know mm-hmm. it takes other stresses off of Hunter. So it's you always, always talk about those moments that we would miss oh, out yeah. on. The, there's so many special little moments at night and in the morning. 
and even in the middle of the night, like that Remy will wake up, like now he's potty trained. He's like, Hey daddy, I got to go potty. Can you carry Aww. me to the bathroom? Like, buddy. I, there's just so many sweet little, you know, moments that, you know, say it's nine o'clock and we're falling asleep that he's still just being silly in bed or we're wrestling that if I had put him in his room down, like we wouldn't get that with him. So, so sweet. I'll, I'll, I'll never take it for granted. So. And I always think to when they're older, like when he's 12, 14, like I know that I would kill for them to be in our bedroom yeah. with us. And that right. just really sticks out to me. For sure. Yeah. I love that perspective too. And I, I always think about that too. Like, these days are so like limited. And I think, I think some people don't like that message because they're like, I don't want to enjoy every minute. Like this is also really hard and, and I'm not going to miss certain parts of this, but there are parts that we will miss and that we don't get back. And that's kind of just the reality. But when you look back, you tend, especially like the newborn phase, like you tend to forget the harder moments. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when in my DMs and Q and A's, people are always like, well, "What about you time? What about time for the two of you?" And we do make time, like to watch our shows at night. Like Remy yeah. falls asleep, Brad and I fall asleep in my chest. Like our our routine is sort of everyone fed, dip, bath, lay down. Fresh, we'll turn all the lights off, turn the TV off. Remy falls asleep, Brad and I fall mm-hmm. asleep in my chest, and then we'll turn the TV back on and watch two episodes of the show. Yep. Yep. And sometimes we just fall asleep with them. So we're at <laughs> 730. Um, but I, again, like we have the rest of our marriage, rest of our lives to, of course I miss like snuggling him at night. And like, also there's other rooms in the house. Right. So, exactly. You can get creative with it. Right. Exactly. I know that's kind of the thing that always blows people's mind is like, they'll tell me like, oh my God, your poor husband has a baby in his bed all the time. Or, you know, what about time for your relationship? And I'm, I don't know. We are just like not tripping on it. Like we are so fine with this being our life right now. We're like exhausted by nine o'clock anyway. Like, what are we going to do? So I don't know. I mean, everybody's relationship is different and some people really do need that like quality time, just the two of you as, as partners. And I get that and I respect that, but I don't know for me, it's never really been an issue. And I think people get really confused and like flustered when I say that, like my husband truly does not care. Yeah. Yeah. I could not care less. Like it's, It's, it is what it is. It's it like is that. what it is. They're your kids. Like they're, you know, it, I don't know. We just, we like hanging out with them, not 24 seven, but we, <laughs> we don't mind them being in our bed. And actually I wanted to go back to something that you just said, Cam, cause I love the idea of you having the baby on your side of the bed. And I don't think that's an arrangement I hear about very often, but you're right. Like it does give you this like sense of also being needed and involved in the nighttime care and in the feeding. And I think that's one thing that's really hard, especially for first time new dads where they feel like, especially if mom's breastfeeding, like they just don't have a job. They don't have a place. They don't have a role. And I think a lot of times they get kind of like jealous or feeling left behind or just feeling kind of useless. So that's a really, I think, great idea for an arrangement with a newborn at least. And I think on the flip side of that too, it, it, it helps Hunter not have resentment towards me. She's like, well, I've totally. been feeding this baby. Yep. You know, he just hasn't stopped crying tonight. Like I'm able to at least do what I can do to help her out. You know, yeah, and- you're right there with her. Well, I think him. the diaper changes started from my C-section yep. at first because I couldn't up, do it. But then I was like, okay, this feels like we're both really – I like you even said that in the hospital with Remy, our first. You're like, I'm really glad – I got to be so hands-on because you really couldn't move around the room yeah. and it right. did those first diaper changes. And mm-hmm. I feel like it gave you like a sense of 
pride. Yeah, it gives me a way to connect to him as well. Totally. Both the boys. It's yeah, it it just it just makes sense. And like Hunter and I have never been and we've always told ourselves we are not gonna be the parents that like, why change that last diaper? You gotta change the next one. It's Mm -hmm. always just just do it. It, You're a team. it, it's kind of like it comes back to me like something I learned back in college. I was in a fraternity, and and our whole thing was like it, the whole motto is "Do unto others as you would have them do unto you." I thought to be my duty, and it's mm-hmm. like just do what you have to do. Just do what needs to get done. It's your duty. Just just step up and do it. You know. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Now, if you know me, you know that I love to cook and I love creating healthy meals for my family. But even more than that, I love things that are easy and convenient. And even though I love to cook dinner for my kids, sometimes for things like lunches or if I'm just going to be working at night and need something easy for myself to grab, I love Factors meals. And especially now in the spring and summertime where we've got more plans, we're busier, we're outside, we're going out and doing things more. Having Factor meals in my fridge is such a game changer because they're healthy, they're zero prep, and they're so fresh and delicious. Factors fresh and never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes right from your microwave. So no matter how busy you are, you always have time to enjoy nutritious and great tasting meals. And when I tell you they are actually delicious, I 100% recommend these. My mom even recently asked me, are they really good? I heard you talking about them on your podcast, but is it? are you really saying that you like them? And I said, yes, you have to order them. They are actually so, so yummy. So what are you waiting for? There are 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons you can choose from each week. So you always have new flavors to explore. You'll never get bored with the same old meals. They truly taste like restaurant quality, so you don't feel like you're depriving yourself of anything. It actually feels like you're fueling up your body with delicious food that is real and super, super nutrient-dense. So you can enjoy this effortless support to your lifestyle, choose from six menu preferences to help you manage whatever goals you have, and simply just eat well-balanced, delicious, easy food. Head to factormeals.com slash no one told us 50 and use code no one told us 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. So this is an amazing deal. That's code no one told us 50 at factormeals.com slash no one told us 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% of your next month while your subscription is active. And feel free to send me a message and ask me for my favorite meals because I love talking about them and I'll be happy to help you choose. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky, wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January. Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. Unsticking it. Um, and you posted a reel and a blog post recently about your advice for moms postpartum or your po- or how dads can help and, and get involved postpartum and, and kind of care for not just baby, but care for mom. Do you want to share some of 
your ideas? And then Hunter, which ones meant the most to you or were the most important to you? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think the biggest thing is, is making sure that she's as stress-free as possible. And I don't know that I'm not saying there's any science behind this, but I feel like stress from her ends up being in the milk, like all of that. I'm like, I want you to just be chill. So maybe be chill. And yeah. I will say people always compliment and comment on how chill our boys are. Mm-hmm. I do think a lot of it is just their natural yeah. temperament. And totally. I also think that parents stress can stress them out. Yeah. yeah. And, well, and part of it's genetic too. So if you guys are more chill in temperament or more high strung in temperament, like that's mm-hmm. also more likely to get passed down. But then also, yeah, like what is your household vibe? Like, like mm-hmm. kids are little sponges and they do pick mm-hmm. up on everything, including For how sure. stressed we are. Right. And that's not like a guilt thing. You, It's not like you can't ever be stressed because mm-hmm. oh, yeah, that's life. But yeah, but you're right. Yeah. And like with, I think it with sleep too, like, all of my new mom friends, I feel like they're just worried about a schedule and a nap schedule. Yeah. And I mean, I get DMs all the time. It's like, what's your breastfeeding schedule? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. When he's hungry or like <laughs> with napping, like we're in that phase now where like all of Radner's naps have been contact naps in a carrier. And we're like, okay, he's five months. Like when, when do we start putting him down? So, right. but we really don't follow a schedule. And I think that it, it works for our boys' temperaments and it just works for like our family dynamic. And yeah. I think it, has possibly contributed to them being a little more yeah adjustable. Well, I, mean, I, I know right, like, right. I get upset with the dog when uh, our big dog tries to eat Remy's food, and I can see that wearing off on Remy, like yeah. the way he treats one dog over the other. Which they be like that dang dog. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that dang dog ate my food again. And I'm like, I know that that dang puddles, buddy. My yeah. kids have been known to yell at our dog too, and I definitely know they learned that from me. So yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like so. You know, minimizing stress on Hunter, which then minimizes stress on the rest of the family. I'd say just making sure that, you know, her daily necessities and needs are taken care of, whether that's making sure she has snacks. Like, I love to cook, and that's just how it is. I think her whole family is married men that love to cook, which is amazing. Um, It's a great move. Hunter, Hunter is a great cook. She just takes a little longer than I do. Yeah, uh, like with a gourmet meal in five minutes. Uh, yeah, making Jealous. sure that, that kind of stuff's taken care of. Like all of her little night necessities are there. Um, with breastfeeding, it can just feel like you're, especially when you want to spend more time with your toddler, you just feel a little bit like stuck, especially in the newborn mm-hmm. phase when you need this boppy and like the whole thing. Yeah. Yep. And I kind of forgot about that second time. Yeah. I nursed her me for so long that – it you forget it's different with a newborn yeah you need all your gear (laughs) you're like tied to the bed for hours so hungry so just having those snacks like when i'm thinking back to this postpartum experience with radner like those are things that stick out or just him like checking in and like Mm -hmm. having my stanley cup ready or making snacks and things like that yeah those little things do make such a difference and make you just feel cared for so that you can then care for the kids right and so did you find that it was different after your first baby to after your second baby? Because I know a lot of people say like when, you know, a second or third baby comes, maybe the partner or the dad is having to take on more of those duties. So he's not as available to mom to help her with the newborn or help her with her own stuff because he's preoccupied with the toddler or like, how did that kind of go for you guys? Did you feel like that transition was harder or was it harder when you first became parents? We through a lot as a family 
with when Radner was born. We took, um, do you follow Dr. Becky? Yes, of course. Okay. We took her sibling transition course and I really oh. think that like set us up with a totally different mindset. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really recommend that course. If oh, cool. Okay. I'll link it. Yeah. Yeah. Or I guess really any sibling, yeah. even two to three or whatever. But we, we did a lot of things to like sort of prep Remy, but mm-hmm. I would say overall, and I think Cameron agrees too, one to two was so much better than zero to one. And not, and we had a great transition from zero to one, yeah. but Remy was born in 2020. So it was just uh-huh. totally, I, yeah. I felt like I was a lot more anxious because visitors, you're worried about masks, you're worried about, so it was just. Yeah, a, it was a crazy oh, time. It was a crazy time. So overall, like being able to have more visitors to share our new baby with was such a mm-hmm. great experience too. Um, and then we just really tried. I didn't want Remy to feel like when the new baby came that mom was just like taken away by this mm-hmm. new baby. So we really tried to like do everything as a family. And mm-hmm. we did prioritize some one-on-one time with mm-hmm. Remy too. Well, and like I get that too. Like So, you know, a typical morning for us. Remy, I get up early because I'm usually packaging orders for premonition um, before they get up. But, uh, you know, maybe it's 5, 5.30 most mornings. Well, Remy has decided that 5.30 is his wake up time or so oh, lovely. You know, I get you know, an hour to 30 minutes in the morning by myself, which I kind of need that time anyway. Yeah. Uh, and then next thing I know, I hear little footsteps coming upstairs. And he helps me finish my work, which I, I let him like, you know, just mess with the boxes and stuff. And then we come downstairs and we're usually playing with toys, magnetiles, reading a book, coloring. So it's honestly, it's created a stronger bond between me and Remy mm. because we get this little moment in the mornings by ourselves and then we let Hunter and Radner sleep in a little bit and, and let them keep resting. Cause I know, you know, how much of a, how much of a toll breastfeeding can be. And at that point, that's when Radner and I co sleep, yeah. which I love. Yeah. That's their they're totally. morning times. They get about an hour together, 45 minutes, which it's, it's necessary. Like, I think it's great for, for Hunter's mental health. I think it's great for Radner. It's, you know, the rest is what you need because you're, breastfeeding all the time. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you guys have come up with like such amazing systems and schedules and like not schedules, but like rhythms to your day. It just sounds like you are such a team. And like, I just think that that's so incredibly inspiring. And it sounds like you guys are just doing amazing. Is there anything that you feel like it has been more of a struggle since Radner has been born? Because it's been about five months now. So like, is Remy doing okay with him? How are those sibling dynamics? I like what you said, rhythms, because I, I yeah. never know how to. Yeah. Because we do have, we fall into these rhythms, but it's right. not like we're purposely, purposefully creating them, mm-hmm. which is kind of what it is. Totally. Um, to me, the hardest transition from one to two is getting out of the house. Oh, my like, God. It feels like every time we're trying to leave, it doesn't matter if we're trying to leave 30 minutes earlier. It's like the diaper bag doesn't have diapers or Remy <laughs> forgot his toys or we didn't get any <laughs> snacks. And then the other day we left with just around her and we completely forgot a diaper bag. Like it's just, like, Oh my God. Clock, like we were telling, how, where were we? We were somewhere. And we're like, okay, well we we'll be here until we can't we're be at here. A funeral. We're yeah. like, okay, yeah. we're oh God. <laughs> here for a, a little bit, but we have to go. In. We're on the clock. Yeah. I started keeping like a whole diaper um, pack in my car and wipes because like in just the tucked in the back because we forgot the diaper bag so many times. And I was just like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And we've had to like buy new outfits being out because there's been a, like a blowout and we just forgot all our stuff. It's like, 
I don't know. When I, when you have your first kid, it's like the diaper bag is so important to you and you have it like fully yeah. stocked at all times. And then I don't know what happens, but it just becomes less and less important or like top of mind. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Bodily. Bodily addresses neglected and often stigmatized areas of women's health by offering evidence-based educational resources and thoughtfully designed products supported by clinical research. I have been loving Bodily's products like their nursing and pumping bras for the last year and a half or so because they've been the most comfortable thing for me to wear throughout my last pregnancy and all throughout this last nursing journey with my third baby. Whether you are pumping or nursing or both, Bodily has a bra that will make you feel comfortable and confident. They've got other amazing products too, like their underwear that are perfect for postpartum, whether you've had a vaginal or cesarean birth, and they've got all the essentials for packing your hospital bag, like nursing pads, cozy grip socks, eye masks, and all the other things you might want with you. So visit itsbodily.com to shop their amazing selection that will help you navigate pregnancy, postpartum, and anything that comes up in between. Use our special code, no one told us, that's N-O-O-N-E-T-O-L-D-U-S to save 10% on any order of $100 or more. So getting out of the house and then in like probably the first six weeks postpartum and then was it when Ed's worse, but then still now is like, it's not postpartum anxiety, but it's like just complete overstimulation. Like oh God, the yeah. dogs are barking, the baby's crying, Remy wants my attention. We're trying to figure out what's for dinner. It's like every like few days at like 5 p.m. I'm like, what is happening yeah. right now? Like just over yep. complete overstimulation. So yeah. I don't really have a solution for it yet. It's just, <laughs> it's just <laughs> I don't know that any of us do. It's just like, it's life with multiple kids and like dogs and businesses and all of that. Yeah. yeah, the overstimulation the, is bound to happen. Thinking of businesses, like the amount of stuff that comes with having multiple kids and then mm-hmm. running our businesses out of our home. So There's stuff everywhere. <laughs> I, I need stuff for my try-ons. We have premon- our whole guest bedroom is now our premonition goods storage facility. Oh my god! And then and then just the stuff that comes. I mean, I'm looking at a whole pile of magnet house right here. <laughs> stuff that comes along with having two kids in such different phases. Like we need the tummy time set up. We need right. You need all the toddler toys, but all the also all the baby stuff. And the yeah. baby stuff is there's so much. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. would say the hardest part for me is just like trying to be like you know with a newborn. It's so easy like. They they can only do something if you're doing it for them, right? Like you can we can put Radner in his little bouncer or like let him on his little tummy time mat, like all mm-hmm. that. But I'm my in the back of my brain it's always like, okay, is the dog licking him? Is Remy Remy's like the most loving big brother ever and like too loving? So and like yeah. he wants to just go and hug him and lay with him and tummy time on him and like roll him and over. And now that I'm he's like, rolling, okay. he wants to like roll him he over. Like, oh my god. Sounds over. exactly like my three year old with the baby. It's just like she's constantly trying to like hug her, roll her, pick yeah. her up, move her. It's yeah, we can't leave them alone. That stress is always like you're like one ear, one eye, like always. Yeah. Like, That's why like, they live Remy. he lives in the carrier. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Gotta keep him safe up there. Yeah. <laughs> and I think speaking I put my phone out to look at my one to two transition advice. So it was Dr. Beckley's sibling course. Um, every day we would prioritize like one-on-one time for both of us with Remy without our phones completely. Just like, and it would be five minutes or 10 minutes. I remember Mm -hmm. I would just go like sit in his sandbox with him and it just made me feel better. And you could tell he really like loved it and enjoyed it. 
yep. um, baby wearing with the second. So I think you talked a lot about that too. And the ones I have. Oh my God. Before. I don't know how people don't do that. Like what okay. other option is there? I don't understand. Yeah. Because yeah. it, I still, still felt like I was really like having that sweet snuggle time with Radner, but also exactly. making Remy feel like a part of it all. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite carrier or wrap that you love? I know I've seen you with the Solly. I have just like pretty much replaced everything with that wild bird aerial. Okay. That's like the tan one you have, right? Yeah. And it's, it's newer. Yeah. It's sort of the same style as an Artipop, which I love my Artipop and I use that the most with Remy, but it's like I'm five one. So it's really compact where the okay. Artipop has yeah, it looks shorter. And then it, um, the, I don't know what you call it, like neck rest or head rest is yeah. more firm. So it's okay. for like naps too. Like okay. it really supports his neck, but yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. Cause yeah, people are asking me about my RD pop all the time and I'm like, I'm so sorry. I really love it and I would recommend it, but it's so expensive. So expensive. And I think um, this one is like under 200. So it's oh, like, great. Okay. Price. I'll start recommending that one too. And people are like, is it, is the RD pop worth it? I'm like, Yes. If you just, I think the Artipop has the more like fashionable, mm-hmm. stylish prints. Where totally, they, they just come out with some. I don't know. I keep, I keep reaching for the wild bird. Okay, interesting. All right. And then you were talking about one to two advice. Was there anything else on your list there? Oh, um, trying to keep just like smaller routines the same because I think they make a big impact. Like yeah, bath time and just like one of the things I was really stressed about with my second C section was Remy and I bathed together every day. And I was like, I don't want this, you know, huge transition to be a big deal. And so what we started doing was showering together. And oh, sweet. So you can shower off C-section and now that's like stayed the same. So it just it just was a small part of his day that I knew mm-hmm. he would appreciate. Would be the same. the same. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Feel like you're the martyr in your family? You're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you fall into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a No Guilt Mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt-free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the No Get Mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.
And so you guys are mentioning that you work together. Obviously, you've, you've been doing this influencer thing for a really long time now, like what, six years? Started in 2016, so. Okay, so even longer. And then you've recently launched a new business. So how does that all go, spending yeah. all of your time together? I, we're so used to it yeah. now. Like, we started, I, I mean, I had a PR job right out of college, and then that wasn't even a full year. Mm-hmm. So, like, pretty much our work-life experience has been working together. Yeah. Okay. And we love it. We've gotten really good at just saying exactly how we feel all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, almost maybe to a fault to where I can't understand why other people don't do that. Like, if they're feeling a certain way, I'm like, well, just tell them. You yeah. gotta right, right. Yeah. And so and I think it, I think one thing is like Hunter and I have always been best friends. Like we were friends for over a year before we even started dating. And I think that that is helpful. And then like I've always been better friends with girls. She's always been better friends with guys. So we just like click in that sense. And yeah, I think like over the last couple of years, we've gotten very, very good at communicating with each other. And I think that comes from working with each other and like, you know, and, and many mistakes. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> like, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. Sometimes there would be work conversations that and, and disagreements and arguments that end up seeming like husband and wife conversations and arguments. I'm like, let's pump the brakes. We're talking as employees right now. Okay, yes. I don't yes. forget he was like, we were talking about something like late at night when I, he was like, we'll have a meeting in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, we'll have a meeting first thing in the morning. I was like, you wouldn't say this to one of our employees. So right. You're not going to say this to me. We're going Coworkers to are not chatting with each other at nine o'clock at night. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think that figuring that out and then also just being honest, like if either of us has an issue, it's like, you're just telling the other person. It's like, okay, I, I accept that. Or no, I don't really agree with you. And here's why. And we just talk it through. And you know, figuring out our roles, I yeah. think, was a big one. Yes. Because mm-hmm. Cameron was a photographer and videographer before I started this whole influencer thing. So it wasn't like I became – I feel like it, it happens the opposite a lot right. now these days. And so right. just making sure that he always got to keep – that photo, video, mm-hmm. like creative. His own thing. Yes. Yeah. Also, it's a double-edged sword because then I'm like over, wanting to overproduce everything. She's like, no, the algorithm has moved to iPhone <laughs> vertical. has to be real and relatable. Yeah, exactly. And it's just quick format. And I'm like, I yeah. can't, I can't I do know. it. And now I'm just like, I hardly pick up my camera anymore. It's just for you do it now. Yeah. It's just home video for boys that we'll look back when we're 60 and cry. Oh, that's amazing. Oh my gosh. You're so lucky hunter. I wish that I had that. I think every mom probably wishes that their husband or a partner would be like, I mean, it sounds like you're an amazing chef and an amazing photographer. Like what I know. I mean, want. Really, really, I, okay. Maybe by Servitude, the time, it's my love maybe language. by the time this comes out, he will start posting more, but I have a TikTok name for him and it's the do it all dad. Oh, you know, that's like, genius. He has so many more hacks and like, I d- my our friend was over here the other um, day and she's having a baby and he was like, "Hey, have you ever seen this?" And it was like the um, baby breastfed baby hoop in the sun trick. Yes. Oh yeah, where you bleach yeah. the the right. stains in the sun. Yes. Yeah. And so she left, and then he asked me to send her the picture of the the clean onesie, and she was like, "Cameron needs to write a dad book." I'm like, "I know." <laughs> Honestly, so like everything. my husband is so sensitive that he could never have like an online presence because I think he would just be like way too sensitive to trolls. I'm gonna have him do a few podcast episodes with me, but 
I tell him all the time, like, I wish that like you could, or someone like you, like he's very emotional, like seems very similar to Cameron. I feel like dads need other dads like that to kind of like look up to. I think that would be so amazing. And he just has so many hobbies, like outside of parenting, like woodworking and just, I'm like, I don't know. Oh my gosh. You would be a great follow. I was going to say, I don't either. You'd be a great follow. I think this, this TikTok thing needs to happen. Hopefully by the time this episode comes out, it's already a thing. The problem is there's just so many other things in the day that I need to be doing. Like, (laughs) I know I'm just like, you know, I want to go. Well, and I think, and I think people think like influencers or lifestyle content creators, it must be so easy because they just live their life and they just film it and pop it up. But there's so much more that goes into it, right? As you guys obviously know, it's it's a, a lot. And running a business from home and not to mention doing everything for her business that I do. And exactly, I that's a perfect preface to something I thought about earlier. And I think that the whole social media world, I think everyone understands this now. It's very easy to compare yourself to someone else's life. Oh, and see, so like, glad you brought this up. How yeah, do, I do all this and like that, like. And we were talking about how, you know, the male partner ends up like, how can I help? Or like, no, the baby needs to sleep in their room because I have to get up because, you know, I have to go to work in the morning and I got to go to the gym before I go to work. And Mm -hmm. I think one thing that we are blessed with is the ability to both work from home and have that. Because if tomorrow morning we don't want to get up and do anything for work, we could just sleep in if we want to. That's I mean, why obviously Rumi's going to wake us up, but <laughs> I could, I could literally call her mom or my mom and be like, Hey, can you come get Remy? It's six 45. like, yeah, for sure. And yeah. That is such a blessing, right? There are a lot of factors. And yeah. that's what, like anytime I give even moms in my life or on online, like here's my advice. This might not work for you for a number of reasons. Totally. And you asked about just like things that we've struggled with too. And I got a message yesterday and it made me so sad. And it was a girl and she was just like, you, it, you make it seem like you guys don't struggle. And mm-hmm. I was like, I never want anyone to feel that way. I am my, my personality, like my college best friend to this day will call me when she's like, I need a little perspective. Can you help me see like the good in this? Yeah. I, I, that is my personality where I always try to find the good. So of course we have these super hard days. Of course we've really struggled sometimes in the transition overall from one to two, but my mindset has always been just to try to find the good in those days. So Mm -hmm. I never want anyone that follows me to think that we don't, but like when I look at my whole day, that's not the moment that I really want to share. It's just, it's just, I'm not, I'm not sitting there to share the real stuff. And and of course, and we have, we've, we've shared when we went through a miscarriage, like Mm -hmm. I'm just the type of person that needs to like process things on my own a bit, Mm -hmm. but I never want that to come across as if we have things figured out because we do not have things. There's been plenty of times over the last six, eight, 12 months that Hunter looks at me, she's like, you okay? I'm like, and I'm usually, I'm the most just calm person. Like I am, I weather any storm and she's like, and I think that's why a lot of why we're able to get through a lot of issues because she's like, yeah. going to be good. Cam's not freaking out. When Cameron's out. stressed, I really freak <laughs> out because I'm like, good. he... But I think that I, basically what I do, um, and it, it kind of, I realize it now, it's, um, what was that show we just watched? It's on Apple TV, the therapist. Shrinking? Show. Yeah, Shrinking. They just oh. like sit there, go go listen to a sad song and cry for five minutes and then pull yourself back together. Get it out, yeah. I'm just going to keep going on. Like I know that there's a lot of – and that's not saying and negating anyone's struggles, but – Right. I feel, I feel like, like I can say it because I, in the past, have struggled with eating disorder, struggled with depression, struggled with anxiety, all of these things, and I've worked really hard 
to get to this point where I can get through things. Yeah. yeah. And I think, screen. <laughs> yeah. And I think people assume that if you're a presence on social media or if you have a large following that you have to show everything and that if you're not showing it, it must not exist. Right. And I, I have to remind my followers of this all the time where it's like, just because you're not seeing me having an absolute meltdown or, you know, my kids being feral wild animals, like doesn't mean that it doesn't happen. It's just that I'm not going to show that on social media. And like, whether you're an influencer or not, like everybody is showing exactly what they want to show on social media. Right. So you just have to always look at things with that perspective in mind and know that like everybody has struggles and everybody has bad days and everybody has bad weeks or months or years. And just because you're not seeing that doesn't mean that it is not there or that there's something wrong with you for having those hard moments. It's not that everybody else has it so much easier. It's just social media gives us this like really weird warped sense of other people's lives. And I think with parenting, it's so hard too, because it looks like everybody else has this like perfect routine or like amazing sleeper or great relationship after their baby. And it's just not the reality for most people. And like if you'd asked us three years ago about tips for working together, like I don't think we would have had them because we were like just figuring it out. So we really had to work through those struggles to get to a good point where we feel confident and actually comes with time. Here's some advice. Yeah. And to your point, Rachel, too, I I think that this isn't, I don't think this is true for everyone, but for us, and I think a lot of people that you can pick up on how real someone is based on social media and their stories and stuff. And that just because we don't share the hard times all the time, doesn't mean that we're trying to portray a life of we're just perfect and everything. Right. You're not trying to be fake. Sometimes people just have to go through things. That's not, that's yes. not by, by posting only the good. It's not. We're not trying to say it's all good. It's only right. all good. Like we're just right. like this. We just don't really care to share that because you know I feel like the world just needs more positivity. So it's like, yeah. It's just, it's, I always want people to come to my account for a source of inspiration and positivity. And like, of course, we'll share. Like when we were potty training Remy, we like shared the highlights and the the things that weren't also the things that weren't so good. But I just never want. Mm-hmm my problems to be put on other people too. Like right. I, I, I'm more the type of person that once I go through something, I will share it. And, right. Uh, you have to process it yourself first sometimes. And sometimes that takes a long time. Mm-hmm. Like we're going yeah. through right now for me. Like there's, there's a little bit of a meltdown almost every day. That three-year-old. Oh, three is something else. Yeah. I, I don't want to scare anybody out there that has a two-year-old or a one-year-old, but <laughs> Three is, it just is different. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel you guys. Easy. Yeah. I think our, I think Remy is almost the same age as my middle, Noe. I think um, so. She just turned three in June. Yeah. She turned three in January and it was like overnight, like on her birthday, she went to sleep, this adorable, sweet, easygoing little two-year-old. And then she woke up and she was three and she's like, I'm going to like fuck your shit up. Like I <laughs> just am, I'm done with that. Right. And yeah, it's hard. But again, like I don't feel the need to share like how much she's terrorizing me on a daily basis because it's not going to serve anybody. You know, I'll share about it sometimes to make people feel less alone, but I'm not going to harp on it all day long. And let me go through it long enough to figure out an answer. Yes. And to share some insight, right? I have shared like we we haven't gone into details of, you know – tantrums but like i will say dr becky's courses have really helped me just yeah. and they really have like she has yeah, that, um, she's amazing the deeply feeling kid workshop mm-hmm. where like everything is so, so like, kid, like, and i love how she puts it in her perspective she's like there's so many amazing things about how oh, yeah. a deeply feeling kid yeah and, yeah just really 
Love her. Yeah. And thankful for her. I love her too. She's wonderful. I'm hoping to have her on the podcast uh, soon too. Yes. Um, well, thank you guys so much for being so open and honest. And I just absolutely love watching you and your relationship and your kids are the cutest. Before we totally wrap up, I would love to hear one thing that you feel like no one told you about parenting that you wish they had told you before, either before you had your first or before you had your second. I mean, one for sure is that it doesn't matter. Honestly, it doesn't matter what anyone says. Your child is going to be different than every other child that came before them. Um, yeah. You know, Radner's completely different than Remy in a lot of ways. And he's very similar in a lot of ways. And it's like, and it, it's, this is a, this is a mindset that I've always taken is prepare for the worst and expect for the best. Right. Yeah. It's like, just, just roll with the punches. But I don't, I think that one thing I would tell people is just, just don't, don't sweat it. Don't stress the small stuff. It's not going to last forever. And there was a video yes. that I just watched the other night on my phone. And Remy loves looking at old videos of himself. And there's this video of him sitting on my chest and he took a sip of my water and he's sitting there with his mouth. And I'm like, don't do it. Don't oh, no. looking at myself <laughs> in this video. I'm like, I would have been upset if he spit that water on me. Now I look at that video it's something hilarious. If he had spit it on me, it would have been an even better video in a better right, right. So like that kind of stuff. Like just don't, don't sweat the small stuff. Perspective is so it's everything. Yeah. Love it. I would say no one told me, no one told me that I would have all the answers I needed. I felt like mm-hmm. I looked to outside sources so much more the first time around and even throughout pregnancy. And then, mm-hmm when I had my boys, it, I realized that I was the answer to those questions and no one else could be because no one else knows them mm-hmm. as like well you. as you do. Mm-hmm. And I think that falls back into what you said at the very beginning of this is intuition, trusting your gut, doing what yep. feels right. Yep. It's so true. I love it. Well, thank you guys again so, thank so much. Thank I will you. link up all the stuff we talked about in the show notes and everybody make sure you check out Premonition Goods. It's an amazing business that you guys have started. You should be so proud. Thank and I'm so impressed that you work together. Honestly, I don't know how you do it. Thank you, <laughs> thank you so much for having us. I, I love my, following my you guys. Follow. I tell everyone to yeah. follow you. Oh, thank you so much. I actually, I've gotten so many followers from your mentions. So I really, really appreciate it. People come to me all the time and, and they're always saying that it's just like nice to see a different perspective. So I really appreciate you sharing about it and being, again, just so open and honest with everything, but especially with parenting and things that some people are like scared to talk about. So really just appreciate that. appreciate you guys a lot. Thank you. you. All right. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. Hey there. I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book, Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. 
If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy.